Mercer. I'm here. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment has arrived. The Be Ready for the Moment podcast, hosted by the one and only Queen Ching and syndicated on the EAE Radio Network, which boasts over 10 million listeners and 40 licensed digital stations worldwide, baby. EAE Radio, where music lives, people. Tonight, we're honored to have EAE Radio Zone on the verge, indie power player, B. Mercer. Tonight, he speaks his truth regarding his journey, struggle, career expectations, fears, and more. It's all positive on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast. Feel free to text your questions and comments to 323-553-5628. B. Mercer, welcome to the show. You, how are you? How are you? I appreciate it so much. I'm blessed. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time aside to chop it up with me. Of course, anytime, anytime. So why don't we go ahead and just jump right into it? Why don't you tell us how 2015 treated your music career and how 2016 has treated you thus far? Well, for 2015, it was it was long. It was hard. You know, it was a it was a struggle to get a lot of connections and things like that. You know, there was a lot of um, there were a lot of uh, pitfalls, if you will, a lot of family troubles. You know, mm-hmm. like even my brother now mom going through it, everybody going through it. So it, it was a little difficult time, but we got through that. So I made the necessary connections. And 2016 is, is looking like my year. And that's what's up. I'm glad to hear that. And you talked about chasing, er, facing some challenges uh, while chasing your dreams in 2015. Why don't you go well, ahead and tell us a little bit about that? Most challenges that an indie artist has is, he doesn't have the necessary resources. So it's been a struggle with the resources and having a certain certain amount of backing and people behind you. You know, everybody wants that immediate gratification, give me mine, give me, give me, give me. And they don't understand when you invest into something, you're investing to your future. People are afraid of that. They want, they want, they loan you $20 and they want the $20 right back. It doesn't make any sense. You know, that's... Right. You know, people, if you believe in something, you stand by it. And most people, most people get discouraged with, oh, I couldn't get this show. or I couldn't get to this event or people are not listening to me or, you know, that that's just part of the game. You got to go harder. Absolutely. And those are all challenges, like you're saying, be mercy that we all face and, I know it's definitely not easy being an independent artist out there on your grind. So I'm glad that you overcame your struggles in 2015 and you back in 2016 and ready. I'm ready. And I want to rewind the tape a little bit with you, B. Mercer. I want to talk about your your childhood. I know that you're originally from Yonkers. Um, right. What was it like growing up there? I want to know how your childhood affected you and how it molded your love for music and your career today. Well, you know, I, I was born in California. I moved to Yonkers when I was three. So 
okay. from doing so. My mom, my mom was young. She was only, you know, she was only 16 when she had me. So by the time we were in New York, she was 19. She didn't know what she was doing. And she got into, you know, she got into some bad things. You know, she started selling drugs. Right. Her and my father, my stepfather, they started doing their own thing or whatever. You know, I understood what they were doing it for, but it, it was what it was. So being around a, a little bit of that environment and going outside and seeing, you know, everybody wanting to emulate who's in front of them and people, oh, he got the nice call, he got some money, this, that, and the third. And you started to catch on to that at a young age. So right. with, with those, with when you're the kid whose shoes is talking, you know, for for a short period of time. Because we had become hoverish, but we were still broke at the same time. We were still trying to figure things out. You know, so that right. with doing so, those, even when I was young, those things were playing a, a, a role in influencing me to do something. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just know I didn't have have what I wanted to do. I wasn't sure. And then by the time I heard Usher, that's what it was. I heard Usher my way. And when I heard Usher's My Way, I was like eight years old. And from that very moment, I knew, like, you know what? I want to do the same thing. Like, I, I want to sing. I want to be a singer. And it, it from there, it was history. Uh-huh. Going the home of the brave. After that, you know, people people look at you like, oh, you want to be a singer. You being kind of soft and all that other shit. But, you know, I I still always did me. And with, with people telling me I was being soft, I learned how to rap. So I could get my point across in both, in both genres, in both ways. Right, and that makes sense now that you say that because I could see the two reflected in your craft. And going back to the environment that you were raised in, the Mercer—that's a really harsh environment. That must have been really hard to face those kind of challenges, like you said, your mom was only 16, y'all move out to New York, she's only 19, she's still a baby girl trying to hold you down, and I know with all the negative influences around you, that must have been very difficult not to succumb to that life. So, with all the negativity around you, was there any positive influences? Oh, yeah, of course. My mom, um, she was a she's an English master, you know. She always she was always good with her words. She was always articulate. So I started. I, I that was one of my biggest influences: the gift of gab, being able to utilize and control every situation that you're in with, with simply just your facial expressions and your words. They call they call Yonkers the the lost borough, the home of the brave. You know, it's with with all of those things with all of those negative things happening just those the negative things themselves became positive influences because it told me what not to do and what what I should what I should go and and reach towards and go for instead of just being the same dude on the corner like everybody else just being the same kid all you're talking about is Jordans that's it you never you never see outside of the state I, I know I know Dudes that never seen outside their city, born, raised, right. and never left the city. You know, right. I, I like to, I like to think all the drug dealers. I like to think them. They show me how not to be caught up in a situation. Man, that's some of the realest that I really game I've ever heard coming live from B Mercer on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast. You hit 
the nail on the head. I mean, no one has really ever had me view it like that. You said it was the negative influences that were your positive influences. And shout out to all the ones in the streets because they showed you what not to do and what not to be. Right. Wow. That's real. I salute you for that. We dropping game and drills on them. That's some that's some real game right there, B Mercer. That's what it is. And shout out to you for uh being able to look at those challenges and those routes and knowing which route not to take. And had you taken that route, you probably wouldn't be here with me right now chopping it up on the <laughs> Be Ready for the Moment podcast. Right, right. So with that being said, I want to know, who were some of the musical artists that influenced you? And what was the first CD that you ever purchased? I'm going to say some things that's a little unorthodox for people. Most people wouldn't even probably wouldn't hear these names. I mean, obviously a couple of them they were, but most wouldn't. Prince was definitely one of my inspirations. He he understand understood and mastered his voice, how to utilize your voice, period, as an instrument. He, it was Prince was one of my inspirations. Of course, Mike Jack, you know. Um, I, I, other people people might see this as funny, but George Michael's was one of my one of my inspirations. It was, it was a um, phenomenal. When I was right, he was he was a great guy when I was younger. I had a lot of issues with, you know, with uh, my biological father not knowing him and things like that. And I heard a song by George Michaels called Father Figure when I was younger. And I just, you know, looked into, as I got older, I went backwards, listened to a couple of those old, you know, EPs and things right. like that, hear sound and things like that. Um, who's, yo, who do I really like? Of course, everyone's going to get mad at me, but Jay. Yeah, he's just he's just phenomenal. He's just phenomenal. Man, you name some of the greatest artists, and you're right. I don't hear some of those names often. I mean, but those artists are masters at their craft, like you said. And um, I remember listening to all of them as well. So I could see how an artist like you would be heavily influenced by them. <laughs> and oh, don't forget Kiss. Don't forget Jada Kiss. He's really top five, underrated. He's really that guy. And Big L. Don't forget Big L, man. Just Big L. Just Big L. Yes. Jada and Big L, some of the greatest to do what they do as well. And I agree completely on Jada Kiss. Just one of the greatest and doesn't really get that notoriety in the game, but he is one of the greatest to leave his imprint on this game. So I know you faced a lot, B. Mercer, at a young age. Um, And I know that with some of those negatives, obviously it led you to where you are today. But can you describe to me and all the listeners the exact moment that you felt that music was too important to let go and you wanted it to be that life for you? Okay. When I was, (laughs) oh, man, I know exactly the moment. When I was when I was sixteen, seventeen, I had um 
I had gotten to some things with the police and, you know, things like that. And um, they was, like, staking mm-hmm. out my mom's house and stuff like that. And um, I was with I was with a couple of my boys. We had, you know, we had gotten to some things. We, 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 we tried to rob somebody, you know. We, that's, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And um, right. I was the one that went down. I, you know, I went down and whatnot. And um, they they were asking who who was it, who was it, who did it, things like that. So I wouldn't tell. So, you know, obviously I, got, I had to go to county. I was there for a little while. I was there for like four days. I was in county for like four days. And, I, right. and my mom came and finally bailed me out with my whole family. And they had to like put up the car. They had to. They had to get like seventy five hundred dollars, almost ten thousand from the uh, from the church because my bail was seventy five thousand dollars. My brother, my wow. brother was thinking I was getting raped in there. My 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 sisters, everybody was crying and shit. It was just, it was just a crazy moment. So when they when I'm sitting in the cell and I and the doors closed behind me and I'm looking at what I gotta eat and 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 people coming to my okay. coming to my cell door number, calling me a number. They're not even saying my name and they asking what I'm in here for. You know, they tried to break one of them tried to break my arm in there. I'm just these these very moments. I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't I can't live like this. I can't ever do this and get caught up into these moments again. I was just my mom came and got me on on a Thursday. So funny, like just like now. So she came and got me on a Thursday, and I oh, and I come out of the cell, and they um they're like they're like 13 come out. So I come out of the cell. And I get my stuff and I change. I walk out the. I walk out looking at the jail behind me, and my mom comes to me. She's like, "What you want?" She's like, "I know you want a burger and fries. You want a Milky Way too. I know you hungry." And from that <laughs> moment, I was. I can't. I can't ever go back there. I can't ever do this bum shit again. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta do something with this. I gotta save us. Right. Wow, Bimarca, that is a deep story. A lot of people would have been put in that situation and would have chose another route. I mean, the majority of people put in that situation, you know, they can't see a way out. And even you, you had to really get out and work to be here right now. It's not easy. It's an everyday struggle, you know. And I'm glad that you did have those negative moments because it does take us. You know, I also, as a younger thug girl, as they like to call me, you know, I veered off into a wrong path, and I was blessed to have both my mom and dad, so I can't imagine uh, growing up without my dad in my life. I know I would have been in a much worse situation. So it's not every artist or even every individual that is, mentally strong enough and capable of overcoming those types of challenges. And that's a beautiful thing because had it not been for that, you may have not realized that you needed to get out, utilize your talent. And like you said, in your words, save y'all, save your family. Right. You know, and shout out to your mom for, and your family for, you know, doing that for you. That's love. And, and at the end of the day, that's all it's about, your family. You know, in the streets, ain't nothing there for you. So I want to know, B. Mercer, you seem like a very smart artist, a very knowledgeable man. When you get in the studio, 
I'd like for you to break down your blueprint for us. Explain your writing process. Do you write things um, down? Do you write uh, better in the AM or the PM? Well, wow. Okay. Before I get to the studio, I usually, okay, I usually have like a couple beats or what, you know, somebody sent to me something that I found or anything like that. And, you know, one, maybe one to three of them, I'll, I'll sit there, you know, I'll do some recreational activities and then I'll, I'll write, (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll write a couple records. Now, the thing about it is for like the last, I don't know. For for a while now, I've stopped writing, and I've just gone into the studio. I've just gone into the into the booth and just and just done it. I usually like to I like to make it. You know, I write maybe one to three records for any project, just so you don't ever get it twisted. You know, but wow, most of the time, like eighty percent of these projects are are just or I go in there and I just do it. I just I just do it. You I haven't. Just drop I don't know. You just yeah, like however I feel. It, it sometimes you can't, you can't, um, you can write and and be the nicest, most talented writer in the world and things like that. You can be the the Edgar Allan Poe of of this game. It doesn't matter. The feel of it, the you'll never be able to duplicate that. No, no matter how many times you write it. So if if you're really ta- talented enough. If you really have that skill, and this is and this is what you are good at, you should be able to tell your tale, because if it's true, you shouldn't really have to think about it. Right, you be able to hop in the lab and just get that off your chest because it's your story. Right, most of the most of the artists from we, we we're talking about Jay, Wayne, Biggie. With these artists were just. They, they, you, you can't, you can't duplicate the sound. You can't, you can't, you couldn't just write something like that. They would just, they just did it. Kiss said they just did it. Even at, right. That's what he's doing. So these, these, all of these anthems and these records that we just like, oh, like you, you, you'll hear a verse and the verse won't be so, so in depth with the words themselves. But you'll know exactly what they're getting across and feeling and be like, damn, this man is the, where did this man come from? Where right, did he do that? Truth. You know, that's usually what I do. I usually, you know, hit, have some recreational activities at the studio and just and just open up, let the light out, you know? Absolutely. I can dig that. And be Mercer, when you're doing that and you're opening up and, you're creating your art in the booth and you're getting everything off your chest. Can you explain to me and the listeners what you're feeling in that exact moment? I I feel euphoric. I feel blissful. I feel free. I feel weightless. I feel, mm-hmm. I feel there's, there's moments when the headphones come on. I, I, I get to the mic. I hear my voice for 10 10, 15 seconds, and then it's like a, a a spirit just takes over and just does it for me. Like sometimes I'm just listening to myself say the words and not actually saying the words. I don't even know. It's 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 blissful. It's just 
it's a, it's a drug that you'll never be able to duplicate besides being on stage that just being in the booth in the mic and, and letting, letting things just come out the, the truth, like a journal and it's unadulterated and there's no filter and no one can tell you how to say whatever you're going to say when you say it, however you want to say it, you know, just, it's just you. It's 100% yeah. you unless you, unless you're somebody else. But, Right, you know. and you, it's like you're saying, it's like you get lost, and I can relate to you because I try to describe in my own words, and that's something that I've often said. It's almost like this energy almost just comes over me, and I just get, like, kind of lost in that moment. And I'd imagine right. that's the same euphoric feeling that you're referring to. Right. Um, like sometimes the beat will go. I've, I've I've had so many sessions where they turn on the beat, and, and the beat stopped, and I'm still just going. I'm just going because I can't stop. Like, literally can't stop. And I have to be like, oh, all right, well, what's that extra three minutes? We can hold that. Let's just let's just have that just in case. <laughs> and that's what's up, B-Barcer. And I know what that feels like, and I know it's a beautiful feeling. And not every artist can get lost in that zone. I think some of them are just missing that certain spark, but I absolutely feel where you're coming from. And Everything that we've been speaking on, it's leading up to this. I mean, this song that you have in heavy rotation with EAE Radio. Shout out to the number one source for music, branding, and digital advertising with over 10 million listeners worldwide. Yes, sir. No, yes, sir. no shade to any other network. <laughs> you know, no shade but, to nobody. Yes, sir. But all the things that we've been speaking on tonight, I can see it reflected in your craft. And I'd like you to explain the meaning of your song, Take Me Serious. <laughs> oh, you listened to that song? I did. I've been vibing to it for a while now. And it's one of my favorites. Oh, my goodness. All right. I'm um, Okay. Take Me Serious, um, every, like, when we, I've never really spoken about Take Me Serious. I've only talked to, like, a, a handful of people about that actual record. And when I listen to the record, it gives, it gives me kind of, like, you know, I get, I sweat a little bit. Like, my palms get sweaty. But it's, um, right. it's, it's loosely based on a, on a true story of a, a situation. You know, growing up, I went to, I went to black schools and white schools. I lived in the hood and the burbs. So I seen both sides, college and the trap. I've seen both sides. And then Take Me mm -hmm. Serious, it was supposed to be about, you know, growing up. And I was just hungry. And y'all going to take me serious. I'm not going to just punk me and things like that, having to go through those certain things. And then I, I got caught up in a, a a situation where it was like, it was either it's me or me or, or them, me or him. So I, mm -hmm. I had to take, you know, handle my business and whatnot with that situation. And then I had wow. a daughter after that. Uh -huh. and I never knew I had a daughter till she was one. So it became, oh, wow. it became like a, a dog eat dog world for me. Really. Wow. In this track, I think it really reflects a lot of 
what you represent and just who you are. Like I said, it's one of my personal favorites, and I think we should <laughs> drop it on them. I don't know if they're ready, but they better be ready because I, I got you ready, B. Mercer? I'm ready when you ready. If you play it, I'm listening. Let's do it. I got my boy, B. Mercer. Take me serious. Power. We are going for liftoff in T minus 30. I was um I was talking to T Vixen the other night. My homegirl from back home. It's been a little while. She was like, Where you been at? Like everybody, you know, the city where you where what, what you been doing for these years? Like I was like, I'm I'm tight bomb right now, baby. She was like, Oh word, cause these niggas they take me serious.
on the rise shit This is Ed Jordan in 89 shit Negative one plus nine shit The will of my blood on every line shit Fucked up sleeping in the project hallways The cleaners left the classrooms open for me on the cold days I almost lit the whole fucking key like slow me Took myself out myself to see what my soul is Niggas couldn't understand the
That's what's up, B. Mercer. And shout out to Renegade Revolt because they're beasting on all levels with the promo. I've been seeing you lit. I've been seeing your Twitter just lit. That's the only thing that I can say. You're lit. (laughs) Thank you. So why don't you go ahead and tell all the listeners where they can find you on social media, spell out all your handles clearly and slowly, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find me at Instagram at the real sour, you know, the real sour, S-O-W-A. Make sure you spell that right. That's that counts. Same thing with Twitter, the real sour at the real sour, D-H-E-R-E-A-L-S-O-W-A, the real sour. Um, You can find me on on Facebook, Mercy Mio, M-E-R-C-Y-M-I-O, Mercy Mio. You can find me on uh, Snapchat, Young Live Humble, Y-O-U-N-G-L-I-V-E-H-U-M-B-L-E, Young Live Humble on the Snapchat. Hit me there. Um, sure, you can find me on iTunes. Um, you can find me on SoundCloud. You can find me on YouTube. You're going to find me anywhere. Google me. I'm going to be there. It's going to pop up. That's what's up, and y'all have no reason to go follow my boy. You just heard all his social media handles, so go follow him right now. And B. Mercer, I just have to ask, have you enjoyed being on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast tonight? Did I do a good job? Of course. You are a great hostess. You are an awesome hostess. I hope I, I hope they understand it was more cream in this. Man, and... I've enjoyed my time with you. That's love, B. Mercer. People, please expect bigger and better things to come from this artist. You have to stay focused on your journey, B. Mercer, and stay in touch with me and EAE Radio on your grind. Of course. I'm always going to stay in touch. This is what we do. We build a family here. And you do know that. This is the official Boss Talk radio host, of Hot 94.7 and EAE Radio, Houston's number one hit station for all major hits. Follow my story on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook daily at Q-W-E-E-N-C-H-I-N-G. Most importantly, download our Bangy mobile app, Eman's Angels, from the Google Play Store and for Android users and for the App Store for iPhone users. Stream from over 15 different cities daily. Download the app today, send the queen a message via the live chat button, and I'll respond right back. Be Mercer, I wish you continued success on your journey, and I'll see you at the top. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to talk to you all later. Be blessed.